Hey, what's up, world? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. We're back with another edition, episode 56 of the one and only. Shoot that shit. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, creator, founder, host, all that good stuff of the STS podcast. We're here to shoot this shit with Bakersfield today, Kern County, California, the world, whatever you want to call it. And man, what a difference a week makes, not just with the podcast, but in the world. The world is, it's a funny place, y'all. And we're here to discuss everything that's been going on since we dropped the last podcast. Everybody who tuned in to episode 55, I appreciate you guys so much. We had Jay Vuitton from Bakersfield, California, hip-hop artist, one of my favorite hip-hop artists in the world right now. Make sure y'all check that out. It was a good time with my guy. Always a pleasure when he comes in. Man, I wish I could have smoked some of that bomb Doty with him. But you know what? We're not going to go that route this week. And, man, if you haven't figured it out yet, this is the STS Podcast. I'm Ernie C. And you guys should definitely follow us on the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. That's going to be on Instagram and Twitter. If you want an STS shirt, hoodie, sweater, we got those available today from $15 to $25. DJ EC3 shirts are flying off the charts right now. Appreciate everybody always supporting the brand supporting local you know we do this um out of love we do this because it's something we want to do it's a, this is not something we have to do so i'm real appreciative of um every opportunity i get and man we had an opportunity this week to see the shit show that was presented to us with the elect with the presidential debates it looks like the election here is about let's see let's see 7 14, 20, 28 days away from election day hope you guys are registered hope you guys are gonna vote i'm not here to tell you who to vote for but we're gonna definitely talk about some presidential candidates today i think we got a great podcast today we're talking about my lakers they go up against the heat today for game four does jimmy butler have a repeat performance does hero make that evil ass ugly ass face again um man speaking of a week changes things doc rivers is out with the clippers and he's back in less than three four days with the sixers and man we got we'll talk about these debates we're gonna talk about the snl skit that was hilarious and i got some documentaries i want to talk about today with the social media dilemma man they really got us down to a T. They know what we want. But I know what I want y'all to do right now. And the DOC is going to tell you what that is. Now do me a favor. Let me an ear. All right, y'all. This is the Lend Me Your segment for the 56th time. I'm here to talk about what I want to talk about. I'm not here to spread my beliefs on y'all. I'm not here to change your opinion. I'm here to shoot this shit with y'all. We're here not to talk about anything specific or have any objective in mind. But I do got one thing in mind right now. I think we're about six hours away from game time. It's going to be game four of the NBA Finals in the bubble live from Orlando. We got the Lakers in the heat. And, man, uh, it's crazy how much when the Lakers lose one game, you know, uh, they're, they're, it's, it's over. With the Heat are going to find their rhythm. You know, wait, wait till they get Bam and Dragic back. And you know what? Let me tell you guys something right now. What an amazing game by Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, man, I believe, let me just check the 
box score real fast here. 40 points, 11 rebounds. I believe the man had, um, I know he had a couple assists also. I think he had 10 assists. Let me just double check here with the man, the myth. The baby, is, is he going to do it for another game? Who knows? Um, let's see, he had 13 assists. To have 40-13-11 in the NBA game, let me tell you guys right now, that's special. Not many players could do that. You have to remember, what, this is... This is where legends are made in the NBA Finals. Um, anybody could tell you differently. But this is how you become a legend. This is how you become um, someone they, 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 uh, they're they going to remember. And I will give all the credit in the world to the Miami Heat. Um, great game um, by Jimmy Butler. Duncan Robinson was played really well. He had a plus 27. Jay Crowder had a plus 21. Um they're making they're, they're they're doing what they're supposed to do um but man Kelly Olenek, this guy shot 3 for 5 on um 3 for 5 for game 3 the guy he's I did I'm be honest with you guys didn't know Kelly Olenek was a sharpshooter like that so I'm not making any excuses man when you have a um squad that's hitting on all cylinders and they play some terrific zone defense man it's hard to beat it's really hard to beat guys like that um it's really hard to um, dissect the zone when it's um, being played at a elite level, and there are, of course, there are ways to dissect that zone and make it work to your advantage. Hopefully, grab some offensive rebounds, get some easy layups. But they're not; they weren't allowing us to do that. And um, when Anthony Davis, you know, he he didn't have he only shot the ball nine times. Didn't didn't play that well to be honest with you, and I'm not gonna you know he had five turnovers. LeBron had LeBron had eight. Um, still had 25 points with 10 rebounds. I'll take the double double. And um, they shot two for seven with a three point shot. Actually, if you look at our starting lineup, man, we shot seven, nine, 14. Three out of 14 were our starting five. So that's not that's that's not impressive at all. And we're gonna you know I think as a as a fan, diehard fan, you gotta be, you gotta understand when we're gonna, when we're not playing well, and we are playing well. And it wasn't a great game by us. And you know what? I think we deserve that. That, you know, perfection's harder, hard, harder to accomplish. And I think game four, we definitely bounce back. Don't be surprised to see ADE with forty points. Don't see, don't be surprised to see LeBron with another triple double. And um, you know, God. I was one thing. I was kind of just my stomach was hurting. Was trying to trying to will Markeith Morris into making these three pointers. He shot five from eleven from the three point land. I'll tell you right now, that's not the way we're gonna win a title. If Markeith Morris is our is gonna be our sharpshooter, that's gonna be our primary person we depend on to uh to put the ball in the hole. Um, Dwight was a little absent, but man, Dwight does a lot of things. He has, you know, that wingspan. He covers a lot of ground. Plays great defense, in my opinion. He does. He he definitely alters shots. He alters passing lanes. That's something that we definitely need. To, um, always remember with Dwight. I don't need him to score ten points, ten rebounds. It'd be nice to do that, but he just needs. He needs exactly what we've always said: playing your role. And I don't know if people expected Danny Green to be that um, Ray Allen when he won the title with the Heat, but he was man. Play is so hard. Horrible. In the 16 minutes he was on, I was not impressed by Danny Green at all. Um, his lack of execution even had J.R. Smith in there before about five minutes of time. So we, we're we definitely going to see, and we see exactly too, ladies and gentlemen, how 
not having home court advantage is hurting these teams. Um, it's so important. It's something that we I've never seen this before. So to see this bubble, um, to see this um, this pace, it's really, really, it's different. And I'm not mad at it. It's just I wish some of these games were played um, at Staples Center. I think it will make a world of a difference. It's going to be real interesting how it plays out. If the Heat win tonight, it's a whole new series. Um, again, there's no home court advantage. It's going to be 0-0 best of four. So, see who wins those next two games. But, again, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Lakers take it tonight. I think um, LeBron knows what's at stake and what this title represents. It's bigger than his legacy. This is for the Lakers' legacy. This is for Kobe Bryant's legacy. Um, so, we shall see what happens. Um, a lot of people are talking about it too. And I'm... I'm on the fence right now. They didn't wait. They weren't feeling LeBron James leaving the court with ten seconds left. Um, I'm old school. I'm you. You stayed to the whole game. You salute your opponent. We gonna and we go. We're gonna chop this wood again tomorrow. What's today? Tuesday. We're gonna chop this wood again on Tuesday. Wasn't really impressed by that. And I get it. You know, adrenaline's kicking. The pressure's high. The stakes are high. But I think we definitely need to compose ourselves because we do have these kids watching. We do have people who look up to who Bron Bron as a role model. And um, it's disappointing to see that sometimes. I know some people won't agree with me on that. But I'm not a fan of that type of. Um, Sports tonight conduct. I want to see my guys. Um, I don't want my guys to be like Isaiah Thomas and the Detroit Pistons. All right. So we, you know, people probably bash my guy on that. We're gonna give him the pass on that. We know what's at stake. He knows he's been in this position before. So we're definitely gonna um, stay tuned for that. And man, Doc Rivers. Speaking of staying in tune with the times, man, this guy is is a machine. I really thought. Um, as most of you guys know, Doc Rivers, legendary coach. He's a, he's he's championship coach. You can't take that away from ever. Um, he spent the last seven years with the Los Angeles Clippers, the stepbrother of Los Angeles. <coughs> Excuse me. And he got fired recently. It looks like um, that was last week sometime. I believe it was about maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. I believe it was Wednesday when he got the boot. And, man, when that happened, I thought he was going to take a year off. I called him. Like, oh, man, Doc's not going anywhere. And we knew the teams that were available. But I'm like, he's going to take a year off. It's 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 automatic. It's it's um, That's a given. It looks like Elton Brand. Um, actually, real fast, real fast, let's talk about this Clippers and Doc se- separation. When you trade away a lot of assets and you get Paul George, you get Kawhi Leonard, you get the team that you wanted because Doc was the GM of that squad. Sure, they give him, you know, I'm sure he had to answer some, answer some people. I know he had some help, of course. Nothing's a one-man job. There's a lot of pressure when you're a coach and a GM. Um, this is the team you assembled. So you got to lead this team to the promised land. There's no excuses. You can't say my GM didn't give me the squad I wanted or I got missing pieces. You put this, you assemble these pieces. You put this team together. So I think the pressure was definitely on Doc to deliver. It was championship or bust. Maybe the last two years for the Clippers. The last couple of years they've been, they had some good, great squads. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to be, um, I'm not gonna be a person who just you know I'm a Laker fan, so I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna give him any love. I'm not I'm I'm trying to be objective as I can. Clippers had some decent squads, and this was the squad that we thought okay. Paul George and Quad, they didn't go. They didn't go to the Lakers, so they're you know they're gonna build this little team up in the Clip in the Clippers, and you know Steve Ballmer said get. 
he's financially backing it. Doc Rivers is putting it together. Doc Rivers is going to coach it. Doc Rivers had some great assistants. He had Lou there, that could sell there, and they didn't get the job done this year. That's a hard position to be in. I was kind of shocked they fired Doc. We, t- I, I remember when I went to, I was in Los Angeles last weekend with my guy Juan, and we were talking about that. You know, does Doc leave? I was thinking Doc stays. You got to ride with, you know, we got to ride this out. We got to, um, we got too much invested, and I guess they didn't feel that way. He is gone. Doc Rivers is gone from the Los Angeles Clippers, and now he is signed on for five years with the Philadelphia 76ers, and um. It looks like too. If you look at the quote here on ESPN, he was um he he said this is like quote. But I was not going to coach just coach anybody. I could tell you that I was ready to take a break. It just depended on the team that was available and that team, in my opinion, was ready to win. And you guys definitely got to look at the Philadelphia 76ers. Young squad built to win. When you have someone as dominant as Joel Embiid, who looked, he had his sparks, especially in these playoffs in the season. He had some, um, I know he played horrible against Boston, or they played horrible, they as the 76ers. Uh, Joel Embiid, man, I think the guy could went healthy, and he's been relatively healthy, could be a top five big man in the game. Easy call. I know they got some guys, um, man, if you look at what they're paying Tobias Harris at $32 million, they're playing Al, Al Horford at $28 million. Um And Ben Simmons, he's looking for a payday pretty soon. I think um, with some modifications, I think they could get this team, I don't think winning, I think they won 65% of their games the last couple of years, winning is not the issue, it's their longevity, it's their ability to win when it counts in the playoffs, and they haven't been able to do that, I know Ben Simmons was in the bubble this year, uh, maybe that's the reason why, um, Brent Brown was sitting duck f- since the beginning of last year, I believe, I'm surprised he lasted throughout this year, with all the commotion that was going on, especially when you pay Tobias Harris and you get Al Horford there, do they what? What do they need? I think they do need a, someone um, to open the game up. They need a point guard, someone to facilitate. You need someone that spark off the bench. I think they do need a little bit more size, but I think they need more versatility on this squad. Also, um, when you have a big man, a true big man like Embiid, you do need that versatility around him. Let's see what Doc Rivers could do. I, I'm, I'm, you know, Doc Rivers was really important, especially in the bubble when um everything with the, with you know with um. Breonna Taylor with uh, Floyd, he was he was the voice. He was one of the voices. Um, and you want to hear voices from that? I guess uh, not just from the players, but that higher position in the league. And Doc was one of those voices, and he made some valid points about living in America as a black man. And I love Doc Rivers for that. Um, but honestly, we're not here to be, you know, we're not hiring off your, you know, how great of an advocate you are. We're here how great of a coach you are. And the Philadelphia 76ers are invested in him to lead him to the promised land. I can't tell you, I think it was 83 when the Sixers last won a title. The city's in the drought. The city's been in the drought with all those sports, damn near. Uh, I know Phil, the Eagles won a few titles. I took the monkey off the bat, but, you know, they love this basketball. It's about basketball. And um, definitely think that. Man, Doc Rivers, he could do it. Not again, trying to be as subject as objective as possible. Trying to be as objective as possible. I think Doc Rivers is a great coach. He's a fucking winner. You want a fucking winner leading your squad. Less pressure, he just has to coach. Just has to coach right now. So I'm definitely pulling for I'm, I'm pulling for Doc Rivers. I really want the man to succeed. I hate to see anybody lose their job. 
you know, that's not that's not something um I'm not I'm not that guy to, you know, brat I'm not gonna applaud a team for firing somebody. That that's their livelihood. That's their that's the way to support their family. That's their passion. Um it's definitely something that I will not take any pride in um you know celebrating at all. Speaking of celebrating, I want to give a big shout out to Rodriguez family who had me this weekend um DJing their ten year wedding renewal beautiful man um and they you know they have a small family but they really care about each other and you know they take care of one another and it was awesome to be there love their kids kids are awesome family greeted me well open arms everything i needed this weekend they took care of me fed me gave me all the soda in the damn world yo it was awesome shout out to cassandra and mike they frequently listen to the podcast and they support all the all the crazy ideas I have when it comes to branding, and you need people like that in your corner, man. You need people like that who are always gonna purchase the the, the sweaters and they're gonna um, spread the word about anything you got going on. And I really, really appreciate that, man. I I cannot thank you guys enough. Congratulations on your 10 year anniversary renewal, and I hope a lifetime of happiness to y'all. Shout out to the Stancils. The Stancils had their five year wedding um, anniversary also. Wish you guys nothing but another lifetime of happiness. Lifetime. Not even 50, 60, 70. A lifetime. Forever and ever. Um, I'm going to give a big, you know, want to send my condolences to the Renaga family. Um, My guy Jesse lost his pops. You know, he told Facebook and reached out to him. You know, of course, my guy um, reached out to me right now again. Boy, my guy Jesse, I love you, bro. You know our circle of... Our people, our homies, uh, our brothers, we love you, bro. And if you need anything, you 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 know without a doubt, we got you. And I'm sending condolences to your family, to your pops. And um, if you need anything, my guy, you know we're always here for you, bro. So sorry to hear that, man. Um, just uh, rest in peace to Jesse's pops, yo. And... Um, Man, so what? Let's get into the. Let's get into the, um some crazy stuff here, cause you know we're always on these damn phones, right? Always on these phones, and I don't know if you guys will watch this yet, but there's a documentary on the social media dilemma that is affecting uh, my generation, but most importantly, the next generation: our kids, our nephews, our nieces, our little cousins. And it's really a trip. They have. Ex-employees of every every social media platform there is. They made a documentary about this. Again, it's called The Social Media Dilemma. You guys definitely need to check this out. Because it's real, y'all. What they've done to us psychologically is incredible. I can't even... I don't know if I'm smart enough to explain what the hell is going on. Um, so, essentially, they had all these ex-employees from Google. Google Drive. Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, Pinterest, um, Reddit, all of these social media programs that we have, and that's, you know, Facebook, we connect with our family, we think this is a great thing, we announce our accomplishments, we announce um, when we're, you know, we talk about when we're angry, this is where we get most of our news from now, right? And we all love when we get a comment, or when we get a like on our t- Instagram, we got a retweet, they program these these apps to make us more addictive to them. Why? To they're basically gaining income 
from us, from our data as a user. Everything we do is locked into a database. It gets sent straight to whatever computer there is that acquires all of our information. Everything we look at, every picture we like, every picture we look, every website we go on, how long we're on that website, what keeps us on a certain topic, what um, what has us interact. It's all about interaction, liking, scrolling, clicking, sliding, whatever we do, it's documented, it's data now. Advertisers love this. Why? Because the more eyes they get on their advertisement, the more likely we're going to purchase something from them. So they're going to give the money to the social media apps, whoever it is, whatever your vice is, and they make money off our data. So what social media has done, and it's crazy, y'all, how they break this down. You have to watch the documentary. It could be a color of a screen. It could be something that really pisses us off, especially with these elections that are coming up in 30 days, 28 days or whatever. Um, it's really deeply rooted in our brain. The pleasure we get when we have um, a like or oh, that this person we don't have enough likes or we don't have enough interaction or we don't get the compliments that we're, you know, especially with with these kids with especially there could be little boys little girls you know they get put that selfie on their instagram and on their facebook and they don't get the likes that they thought they were gonna get or the compliments um but when they do just say that that that, that picture blows up oh man it's called dopamine um if y'all have ever done some type of drug and i'm not advocating this if y'all done some coke some dope some pills smoked some bomb ass weed you know uh Shit, drink some bomb ass soda. It could be an ice cold soda. It could be a good ass cigarette you needed right then and there. Your brain loves that shit. It's a satisfaction. It's a pleasure. It's called dopamine. That's what our brain produces when we feel good love. Even when you love your girl, when you make love to your woman, you get that dopamine. You feel bomb. You feel great. You feel like you're the king of the world. That's what's happening with the social media now. The social media now is giving us that same pleasure. That same pleasure we get when we drink that Starbucks and we can't get enough. We can't get enough of the likes. We can't get enough of the of of the comments. We can't get enough of social media. Every time we scroll down Twitter, we get a whole new list of tweets. And that's what they want. They want us to keep interacting. They want us to stay on their screen longer. They want us to be still on our phones and at the end we're addicted we're addicted to our phones we're addicted to social media can y'all go a week without your phone i'm gonna tell you right now i'm not here to fake the funk i don't think i can don't think i can don't want to find out um let me tell you guys something about my personal journey i knew for a while that i was getting stuck on my damn phone i still find myself in this in the whirlpool and YouTube too. We're going to YouTube right now. I get stuck on this whirlpool. I get stuck on my phone for about an hour if you let me. Just scrolling, just reading, just going, looking at everybody else's fucking business. Looking at some other fucking article that has nothing to do with me. And I can never do anything to stop what's happening. And is that healthy for us? Is that healthy that we're taking away our, 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 
I don't know how to say this. Our our track. That's not traditional. But f- you know, face to face verbal c- contact, verbally um, conversating, face to face interaction. That's the only thing that we've ever had throughout our history is the ability to communicate with each other face to face to be able to to be able to see somebody you know how the you know when we, at the, I always tell people when we're tweeting I can't see your face I can't see how you're reacting I don't know if you're cool with something I don't know if you like what I said I'd rather have I want there's some conversations right now I'd rather have face to face for I can read you it's a lot easier to read you over, and when we're having this face to face interaction these phones are taking that art away our ability away we've had since that built our 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 existence that mankind has been built on that's how we've been learning that's how we've been um surviving that's how we've been evolving and now we have this technology that we cannot live without and it's kind of scary if you think about it because the way that technology is and artificial intelligence it's the singularity i don't know if i talked about this but i you know i read a couple articles on this for school Technology is advancing at a pace that we've never seen before, and our brains cannot comprehend what's happening. Pretty soon, artificial intelligence is going to be way more smarter than us, and it's going to keep finding ways to keep us linked into our phone. Don't know if you guys watched Ready Player One, but that's kind of the way we're going. We're going to be stuck in a virtual reality, and don't know how you guys feel about that. Some people probably don't give a fuck, but as for me, for the next generation... Good God, we got to keep our kids off social media. Our kids are thinking that if they're accepted by this social media world, that they made it. But it's all fucking, it's all an illusion, y'all. It's an illusion. It doesn't matter. When you go get your fucking job, your resume's not going to say you're a social media influencer. You get a thousand likes in your last picture you took a selfie with with your fucking, with your app showing. That don't matter. It doesn't matter at all what the social media world does, man. I know there's some places it's still utilized as a tool, and I try to do that as best I can, you know, with the podcast. How the fuck do y'all even know about it? Y'all know about it through social media. It's a tool. My DJ business, how do y'all know about it? Social media, word of mouth. But it's, and this is all in a nutshell. I'm just paraphrasing what this documentary is. You guys definitely got to check this out. Um... It's something that is really, really concerning, I think, for our, for our future generations. And we haven't gotten into, like, what, you know, just YouTube. And that's the creation. And I know this is a cliche thing to say, the fake news. This, this thing that's happened when you start looking at videos on YouTube. Uh, just say, for instance, um... Uh, Columbine was a hoax. You start looking at these fucking videos on YouTube, and YouTube's ag- algorithm's gonna say, okay, he, he he likes this certain content. They're gonna keep sending you that content, and when you get stuck in that whirlpool, at the end of the day, you're like, oh, fuck, this Columbine thing was definitely a hoax. It wasn't real. They, 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 um... It was it was it was like one of those false flag operations. Same thing that's happened with Sandy Hook when people claim what Alex Jones was claiming this was a hoax. Several things, you know, and COVID, you know, they're saying it's a hoax. It's not a real thing. It's something for you know population control. It's the way that you know the Chinese government trying to get back at us or the United States trying to get rid of the elderly. All that bullshit. All that fake stuff. 
it's possible to get that embedded in your head with things like YouTube. I'm a victim of it. Thought aliens were fucking real for a long time. Thought there was so many conspiracy theories I was believing. But it's the algorithm. Y'all wonder why these computers are smarter than us. They predict our moves. They 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 know everything we do. They know us better than we know us. You guys gotta check it out, y'all. It's really, really, really scary that these social media app apps could really um dictate and manipulate. That's that's essentially what it what it is. It's manipulation. It's manipulating our minds to think one way. And now that election time's coming, there's been times now that they're going to cause a divide between the people even more than it already is. Because most of the people, and I know a lot of people, I'm sure you do too. A lot of these people are getting their fucking information off social media. How many times we Google the fucking article, the first one that pops up we go with, and that's facts. That's it. That's the way it goes. That's the way of the word. That's the word. We can't change the fucking word because that's what the article said. It's ridiculous, y'all. It's crazy. And we know this has been happening for a long time. But money changes motherfuckers. Money makes people keep doing ill. Because to them, we're just a fucking number. We're just a little speck of dust. We're not going to affect their income in any way. They're going to get paid billions of dollars. I think on the documentary, these social media companies have made more money than anybody in humanity. They do not care about us. Am I going to delete my social media, though? Probably not. Why am I going to fake the funk? I'm one of them. I'm a statistic too. Definitely a statistic. And um, if you don't think they know what we're doing, think again, y'all. That documentary is a trip. Um, but again, watch it. Um, again, I'm not smart enough to go into the ins and outs of the dopamine, the psychological effects, and the psychological tricks that they've that they've done and they've successfully done. But it's not a good thing for our country, man. It's not a good thing at all, especially with the divide that we have now. It's one of those things, too. We can't have a conversation with each other. We can never agree or disagree. It's it's bad. And it's causing a, a you know, they're predicting a civil war in 20 years. They're saying we might not even survive this shit because we're going to be fucking killing each other. We're going to be so dis um disconnected from reality. We're going to be so stuck on these fucking phones. The reality is not going to be a blur. It's going to make a reality into an illusion. The illusion is going to make our world into an illusion. That's what's scary about it. And I can't tell. I'm not Again, I'm not smart to say what the fuck um, the solution is. But I can tell you one thing. What I've done, because I've definitely been known to be on my phone a lot. And just been staring at the motherfucker. I turned off all my notifications a long time ago. I'll see it when I see it. Um, I've had times when I didn't have my phone on me. And I still felt that I felt a vibration in my leg. That's when I was like, oh, fuck. And when I started talking about trucks or DVDs or DJ equipment. And the advertisers just started popping up on my Instagram feed. That kind of freaked me out. But again, they they're connected. When we when we uh, when we install these programs, um, and we click that, I agree to terms and conditions. They're recording everything we say, everything we do, every every way we move with that fucking screen when it's on that app. They know. So how do you think that um, when we talk about a fucking Tahoe truck, Tahoe comes up and says, "Hey, come test drive this truck today. Come on in. We'll give you a good deal." Why? 
because they know. That's no conspiracy theory, y'all. That's just the way it is. And, man, it's really scared the shit out of me, y'all. Um, man, I definitely suggest you guys look at that, look that up. Um, again, it's the social media dilemma. It's, um, it's not, it's a crazy thing, man. It's a real crazy, um, man, I don't know how I say this. It's a real crazy reality of what's going on in society right now. And just one more thing too, y'all. When you guys see this thing, um, you see like ever since social media has been easily accessible to the previous generation, suicides have went up. Um, that's scary. And that's between, you know, where kids between 10 and 14, 15 and 17, suicides have gone up because they believe social. it's tied to social media. They're not being accepted the way they felt. Um, and that's sad, man. It's, you know, we're looking for, um, we're looking for acceptance. We're looking for approval. We're looking for, um, we're looking to be noticed. And it's, when we're, when we're not getting that, um, this thing we're addicted to, we're not getting that love, that dopamine hit. We're not getting that love that we thought. It fucks up our, our emotions. We get sad. We get depressed. Um, that war the, the social media apps, man, it's becoming the world of some people, and I'm sure y'all see it now. Y'all see some people who really be out there, um, doing the utmost, doing whatever they can to get a like. Um, I bet you some of these um, Instagram moms, they love the dopamine hit they get off this fucking 300 likes they get from their kid. And they think they're doing themselves a favor, but they're just hurting themselves. And I love, I'm sure when I have kids, I'm going to be showing them off too. But you guys know when these people go overboard. Um, social media is a life, and I get it. It's, you know, when they utilize it as a tool, I get it. Been there, I've done that, I'm still in that. That's how I get, that's how I get my business. That's how I make income. That's my revenue. Um, just crazy, man. That's just real crazy. Another thing that's crazy that you guys can find on Netflix, and we're going to talk about this a little bit here. I won't go into full detail because I hate motherfuckers like Chris Watts. You guys should check out American Murder, The Family Next Door. Uh, man, it's about this guy, um, this man named Chris Watts, kills his fucking family, y'all. Um, so sad, dude. Um, this guy looks like a normal man, has a wife. Two children, uh, believe there were just two, let me see here, three and four years old. So there's, you know, they're sisters and his wife is pregnant again. And same thing, just like Scott Peterson, that piece of shit. Or just like fucking, who's the, who's the vice principal's name? Brothers, Vincent Brothers. These pieces of shit, man. Um, you know, he's looking for a way out to start this new life with this, you know, this young, good looking broad. And I guess the only fucking way he felt like it was going to happen if he kills his family, smothered them in cold blood. And he thought he was going to get away with it, y'all. 
And that's the story. But you guys got to see this documentary. They break down everything. They have the camp, the, the police camp footage. They have the neighbor who's like, yo, there's something wrong with this guy. He's he's never, he doesn't talk a lot. Here he is in my living room talking up a storm. Something's not right with him. Um, You see the lie detector test you have to take. You, have to see, you see the interrogations that they start with. You see the lies just build up and build up. And he finally... And y'all, I'm not advocating for this at all. I'm telling you guys right now, don't fucking kill anybody, man. But I don't care if I'm innocent or guilty. I'm never doing a polygraph test. That was his downfall. He said, I'll do the polygraph test. He failed it magnificently. Failed it. Couldn't tell the fucking truth if it was fucking a million dollars next to him. Failed it. And that's when it started. And he started to unravel. This man's a murderer. He's a piece of shit. Scumbag. And man, great documentary. Sad documentary. If this doesn't have a if this doesn't have your fucking stomach in knots, there's something wrong with you. I would definitely check that out, y'all. This is called again American Murder, the Family Next Door. So sad, man. Um God, I can't imagine that shit, dude. I can't imagine <coughs> I don't have kids, man, but I got nieces and nephews and godkids. I will never hurt them. Nothing in the world could ever make me want to do something evil like that. Um, but I guess it wasn't. It's not like that for everybody. And this guy, he's gonna do the rest of his life in fucking jail. That's a fucking bargain. He should have killed him, honestly. But you know, watch it, check it out. Just and you get to see the warning. They and they they show a lot of text messages between the wife and Chris. And you know what? Let me just don't. Let me not say the wife. I should. She deserves to be named. Let me just check this out here. Um. Shannon Celeste Let me see here uh, Shannon was the wife Celeste I believe And Bella it's, This happened in 2018 And man Yeah this piece of shit thought he was gonna get away with it Shout out to the cops there at Frederick Colorado Um they did a wonderful job to make sure this scumbag uh, gets what the fuck he deserves. And, yeah, man, it's a, it's a real deep, it's one of those documentaries. When and, and it, Man, Netflix is on their shit right now. I don't know how they get this, this footage. Don't know how they obtained this information. Don't know who they pay. But, man, it was, it was fucking surreal. It's fucking, it's a horrible s- situation. But the way they, you know, they, um... The editing, the editing was so great on this fucking documentary. Um, definitely something you guys should watch. It's a one-episode series. I think it's like an hour and a half. Um, definitely recommend that. You guys definitely got to check that out. Um, let's go into what we've all been talking about all week. Again, 28, 28 days from election. And did you guys watch these fuck? Debates that we had. I know we have debate today with Kamala Harris and Mike Pence. I'm not talking about that one. Talking about the one that we had in Cleveland with Donald J. Trump and Mr. Joe Biden. Oh my God. If this does not scare you, y'all, you guys are fucking crazy. We have two senile senior citizens, and this is the best they could give us to fucking choose who's going to be the leader of the free world in charge of the most powerful fucking military in the world in charge of 
the greatest country in the world, and these two guys don't even know what the fuck they want to do. And I'm not here to say this side did this, this side did that. I'm going to tell you something. Neither one of these men made me feel like, damn, if I have kids right now, they're going to see a better future. They didn't tell me anything they were going to do for me. Donald Trump, I can never work for a guy like that. You've seen how rude, you see how selfish, how egotistical he is. He's a child. He's argued almost, and he fucking interrupted so much. It was irritating. Joe Biden, I don't know if this guy had a script. I didn't hear one thing either that made me feel like, damn, you're the one to defeat this man. It it was surreal to see the shit show that we were offered Um by these two guys, three guys. Chris Wallace was the fucking most passive mediator I've ever met in my life. I don't can't believe he couldn't get control over this. Um, and let me tell you guys why. I seen it done. If you guys look at our first ever election um, debate, uh, B, I believe BBS, did, PBS. I don't know if they aired it on whatever fucking channels they had back then in the sixties, nineteen sixty to be exact. Um, they had. Richard Nixon versus John Fitzgerald Kennedy. And it was handled with grace. It was handled with clarity of the rules. It was handled with respect. These motherfuckers did not care for each other's ideologies. They did not care um, what the other felt. They wanted to win. But were they interrupting each other like kids? And this is what we all do. And you guys could not you guys can be mad all you want. We all fucking do it. You guys don't let anybody speak anymore. You guys fucking just speak to react. That's not fucking um You guys respond to react, not respond to what the person's saying. Ever. That's a problem with all of us. I do it too, shit. I'm guilty. I'm not fucking perfect. You're just responding to respond. You're not responding to fucking understand. And, man, it's so disappointing, y'all. Um, if, again, if you look at that first, those first debates, the moderator set the rules. It was handled with grace, handled with integrity, because they knew what they were going for. They knew they were trying to obtain the highest office in the land, the most respected office in the land. Do you think these two even fucking care about that now? Do you guys honestly think they care? And you guys get mad all you want. Great points made by both, honestly. But there's no fucking... I'm not here to see what they fucked up on in their life. I want to see how they're going to benefit us from here on forward. We can't change the past. Donald Trump not fucking downplaying white supremacy's horror ball. is downright sickening. Joe Biden... Trying to attempt to defend his 1994 crime bill. Probably locked up my cousins and your cousins. Three strikes and you're out. Horrible. Biden even saying this clown will be the worst president in the world. Fucking horrible. We're going to go, resort to name calling. Donald Trump's a fucking bully. And how people think that gives him points in any type of debate is wrong. This isn't a strong arm contest. This is a debate where we intellectually 
talk about the issues that are affecting our country and hopefully, hopefully have some fucking resolutions that marinate really well with the people so we can decide who the fuck we want to vote for in 28 days. Can't believe it. Horrible. I've never been embarrassed before. The, the world was laughing at us. There's no structure in our political platforms anymore. And that's our fault too. Again, us as a society, we vote these people in. It's a shit show. The DNC shit show. You guys brought fucking Joe Biden to the table. The man who entered, you know, he entered, and he entered his race really late. Donald Trump. Again, I'm not perfect. Fucked up. I voted for the man. Wasn't a fan of Hillary. Not ashamed to admit that. I'm not going to vote for him this year. But I know I'm going to have to vote for Biden. Because that's the only thing. Unless I go to that third party option. And let's be honest. I might as well just fucking take my ballot. My civil duty. And just rip that motherfucker up. Because I know my third party ain't going to get in. So essentially, I'm wasting a vote. If I vote third party. <sighs> I got, we all got a lot of thinking to do the next 28 days. I believe they're going to debate again nine days on the 15th. I know they have the vice president um, debates. And honestly, that don't mean shit to me. Uh, yeah, they could, they're, they're one heartbeat away from being president. Doesn't mean nothing to me. Um, they're not going to lean me one way or another. Um, Trump definitely scares the fuck out of me, though. This man's in charge of our nuclear weapons. And I'm, again, let me tell you guys something. As an American citizen, I'm never going to wish the downfall of a president. I don't want anybody to fail. I don't want Hillary. If Hillary was fucking president, if McCain was president, if Kerry was president, don't care who. I don't want any of these people to fail. Because that means we fail as a nation. <sighs> I would, you know, Donald Trump just came out with COVID nineteen. Definitely believe he has it, but to see, to see the ugly remarks from people wishing this man death. I think if you wish death on anybody, yo, that's called karma. That bitch always finds you, always finds you. Doesn't matter if it's warranted or not. You cannot wish death on people, y'all. That's We gotta be better than that. And I know you guys hate Donald Trump. Let me tell you guys, I don't hate that fucking office he's in. That office that he resides in, he currently is in, I don't hate that office. I know a lot of people do. I know a lot of people say, these motherfuckers don't do nothing for me. These was the last president that done any well. I don't think like that. That's still... Per, that's you know was that we're a country we're a country of uh, this republic we got you know our leaders and he's one of our leaders. Yeah, Donald Trump, the fucking investor guy. Oh fuck it, we're better off without him, right? Fucking racist, whatever. But as president of the United States, that office on anybody who's a anybody who's on that office, y'all, I don't want that shit. I don't want anybody's demise. Don't want anybody to die in office. It's an ugly thing for the country, man. Look at what happened when FDR died. Look at how McKinley died. When Harrison died. When Lincoln died. Like, that's not a good move for our country, man. And to wish death on them. And you have all these motherfuckers on social media. Social media, again, is gives idiots a voice. Gives the 
gives gives the worthless a voice and opinion. People who don't equate to anything have an opinion now. That's what's crazy about these times. People who don't know anything about anything have an opinion on the subject, and all and they and they're fucking looked at as fucking experts. You cannot do that. And if you do wish, you know, he succumbs to a to this virus, you you don't make that public. In my opinion, um, again, y'all, I don't know how y'all could do that. Um, do I agree with him uh, beating this fucking? Uh, how do I say this? He left the hospital to go say hi to all his fans or whatever the fuck that was. Uncalled for. He honestly, I think right now in America, I don't know what law this is, but if you're knowingly passing around a deadly virus or any type of virus, you're a criminal. You're a criminal. If he's knowingly fucking infected, which he is, he's tested positive, and he's going around people, should be fucking some consequences of that. It's horrible. And then the photo op yesterday. The man could hardly fucking breathe. Trust me, I have asthma all my life. He's having breathing problems right now. And I don't know if he sees this disease as a sign of weakness or he's gonna lose you know, he's losing he's losing um ground in this fucking uh, presidential election. That's sad, man. How should be number one, especially the man his age and his fucking shape he's in. Oh Donald Trump is not a fucking isn't that a gorgeous specimen? He's not an in-shape, fucking healthy man. We all know that. The man should be definitely taking his health um, into a higher priority just because he is the president of the United States. His health should be number one. And you know whose fault that is, too? Everybody around him. Everybody around him, that's their fault. you got to protect the president, even from himself. Wild man, it's real fucking crazy right now. <sighs> it's scary times, y'all. I think the next four, next three, four weeks are gonna be real scary times. I think the next, um, I don't know if we know who the president is on election night. You know, we see these white supremacist groups, we see these fucking right ring groups. Who hate anybody who doesn't look like them. We see these left wing groups that hate anybody who doesn't think like them. Um, on both sides, we see people who think law and order is the way to go. And we have another side thinking law and order needs to go. We, we, we could, um, we could, um, how can I say this without sounding like a dick? Our community could be our own law and order. We could, we could, uh, we could protect ourselves. We could um, we could enforce laws upon ourselves. We don't need law enforcement officers, which is bananas. But we got these two sides of this, this two different ideologies, really pre- preparing to go to war with each other on election day. Again, I'm not here to tell you guys who to vote for. I'm not here to tell you guys my opinion on anything. I just think you guys need to be prepared and um, understand this is a reality. We're going to be in big trouble if this comes down to a George Bush and Al Gore moment. Uh, It's going to be so close. 
Um, I think we're in trouble if we got to go through another Clinton-Trump situation where the loser is the winner in popular votes. That's not good for our country. Um, I understand the Electoral College. I understand exactly how it works. But is it a dated system? You tell me. The people should be the voice of the country. The people should be electing their politicians. The people should be the ones calling the shots when it comes to election time. Our votes fucking matter, right? They prove it to us. Um, I don't really know what to say on that note. But I really do appreciate you guys listening to me vent for almost an hour. Um, I I really hope everything goes right, y'all. If you guys haven't checked out that SNL skit with Jim Carrey and Alec Baldwin, good lord, please let's let's edit on that man. That shit is a laugh. Like I literally laughed my ass off. And I'm not the biggest SNL fan, but Jim Carrey is so fucking hilarious, and Alec Baldwin did he portrayed Trump and excellent. It was so fucking hilarious, dude. Just the shit show that we got, man. I hope. Whatever rules they're going to change on the 15th, I hope it's something with some clarity. I hope it's something that, you know, let's have some respect. Let's honor this fucking office that we're about to go in. That 44 different people have resided in. Um, God, it's going to be a, gonna be a wild ride. But, hey, that's what we're here for at the STS Podcast. We're going to be definitely dark. Documenting. Sorry, man. Hiccups all day. We're definitely gonna be documenting this for the next three weeks, y'all. This is election month, election day, November third. Make sure you guys go out and vote. Don't give a fuck who you vote for. Just vote. And remember, y'all, keep grinding. That's how I want to hit y'all today. Keep grinding. Whatever we gotta do to keep that money coming in, to keep those bills paid, to keep everybody fed. Make sure y'all do that. Make sure y'all kick it with your families. Be with your families is so important right now. Be with your families, y'all. Be with those who love you, who care about you. You have to. It's a, it's so so vital to do that. Your woman, you know, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, be there, man. Be there for your kids, yo. Enjoy this time, man. Cause I think things are gonna change pretty soon. Enjoy all this, man. I know a lot of us got grandparents. They're getting up there in age. Spend time with them, y'all. One, two times a week for an hour or two. Doesn't matter. I'm trying to do that. And right now, let me tell you guys another thing I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get rid of my soda addiction. For all the addictions I had in my life, let me tell you guys something. Soda is the fucking worst. So wish me luck on that, y'all. Make sure you follow us on the STS Podcast. We're on all platforms. Anywhere you find a podcast, you're going to find us shooting the shit. STS Podcast, episode 56. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, your host, creator, and founder. We're out. You said, you said, you said, you said you had some friends.